We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Bowe for Pod Maverick After Dark, coming to you live after the Mavericks just pulled a rabbit out of the hat. They defeat the Los Angeles Lakers in a wild uh, road game, 104-101. As you can tell, it is just me tonight. I will do my best to try to to actually look into the camera because I know that that's uh, one of my bugaboos. As you can tell, uh, my better half, Kirk Henderson, is not joining me. He's having himself quite a night. Uh, As you guys know, this is not our full-time jobs. We have full-time jobs during the day. Um, And Kirk is also taking care of a newborn um, that's only a few weeks old. Uh, And he's also had some dog issues and some security, home security issues. Um, So he really just, you know, if you know Kirk, um, you basically have to, to beat him with a with a baseball bat to, to get him from, from potting. So, uh, so you have to know he's, he's really, he really w- did want to talk about this game. Um, but you know, yeah, I think we just needed to give him the night off so he can, he can preserve some sanity. So it'll just be me tonight. Um, so it'll probably be a quicker show than normal. Maybe I'll, I'll look into the comment section a little bit and, and respond to any questions a little bit better than the normal. Um, so let's just get into it. This was a bananas game. The we have to kind of start. I mean, with this game, we have to start from the end uh, and then maybe work our way back uh, because the fourth quarter is obviously the story of this game. Mavericks entered the fourth with a twenty-point lead and completely give it away. Uh, Lakers took a two-point lead uh, with a, under a minute left. Um. <laughs> they took a yeah they took a two-point lead with under a minute left um the lakers then proceeded to just 
not just the Lakers, LeBron basically uh, decided to throw the game away for the most part. They had a two-point lead with the ball with under a minute left, and LeBron takes um, an exceptionally lazy uh, three-pointer with, like, no movement when really any type of points, I mean, doesn't end the game, but if they get any type of points, whether it's free throws, a two-pointer, just anything, um, it probably seals the game for them come back down uh they leave Kyrie Irving um the Mavericks best spot up shooter by far they leave him wide open uh, after Luka kind of drives into the paint a little bit um it wasn't even a clean drive um he didn't have the best of looks it probably would have been a semi contested floater which we know Luka can make in his sleep but i think when you're up to with uh you know 25 20 so seconds left in the game you would just you just let Luka shoot that Instead, Austin Reeves help over helps way too much, leaves Kyrie wide open. One pass, one shot. Mavericks take the lead. And then the Lakers don't call a timeout. They walk the ball up with no sense of urgency. Don't really, they just try to maybe get a switch onto LeBron. And then LeBron doesn't even really take advantage of it. And he basically throws the ball into a crowded paint to Anthony Davis. Easy turnover. Um and that's the game, basically. Kyrie made his free throws. Uh, LeBron misses a very difficult three-pointer in the corner at the buzzer, and the Mavericks win. Um, probably a game the Mavericks didn't deserve to win, considering how they played in that fourth quarter, but it is a win. Lakers were on the second half of a back-to-back, so it was a little disheartening to see that the fourth quarter went so poorly for the Mavericks. You would think that would be where they put their foot on the gas and – take over against a tired Lakers team that clearly did not happen. They fell apart. Oddly enough, it looked a lot like last season's Mavericks where they just sort of walked the ball up. No sense of urgency on the offensive end. The Lakers turned up the pressure defensively and the Mavericks just kind of let them. Um, It was very discouraging considering how better the team has looked in previous clutch games with some better ball movement, some quicker actions. Not necessarily, you're not running Um, in these late high leverage plays but you're at least getting into your sets quicker and moving without the ball a little bit better but this was pure you know bad habit mavericks where four guys were standing watching luca um and then guys were missing shots uh so it was it was really difficult to watch luca took some really bad shots in the fourth thankfully they figured it out at the end it helps that the lakers kind of gifted them um some of these plays down the stretch but in the NBA over an 82 game schedule, you you take the gifts and you run with them. The Mavericks are now 10 and 5. Um, the Lakers were playing well. I mean, even though it was the second out of a back to back. So even though this isn't the cleanest one in the world, to say the least, um, you know, you don't you don't necessarily uh, look to gift horse in the mouth on this one. You just kind of take the win, try to improve on what happened, uh, and go from there. Um, obviously this game had a really weird swing because Derek Lively, the Mavericks rookie left the game with a lower back injury. Um, in the third quarter, uh, the Mavericks deemed it a lower back contusion. It was a really scary play where Lively was, uh, going up for, uh, an offensive rebound, put back hung up on the rim. And you, you we've seen it before where guys kind of get hung up, lose their balance and fall right on their back. Unfortunately for Lively, he didn't fall on his tailbone or his butt. He fell right on his lower back. And that that hurts. And, and back stuff is always scary. Um, it appears reported, reporting uh, 
now that the game is over and there's post game that Lively was apparently walking around in the locker room, despite not coming back into the game, told reporters that he felt okay. Jason Kidd seemed uh, in his post game presser seemed not not too worried. Obviously, uh, we'll see how Lively feels tomorrow. He's going to be in a lot of pain. That's that back's going to be sore. So it's going to be up to the Mavericks training staff to keep him loose because uh, you know that back is going to probably want to tighten up overnight. Um, so we'll see. Uh, thankfully the Mavericks have the schedule is, is really, you know, after the kind of three games and four nights, the schedule is pretty good. So, uh, you know, they just had two nights off. Now they're going to get another two, two nights off Thursday, Friday before they play Saturday, um, against the Clippers. So, um, so hopefully lively is okay. Wouldn't be surprised if he missed a game just out of precaution, because you do not want to mess with back stuff. Even if he says he's fine, you know, we'll see what the medical staff decides to do. But uh, that really put a damn. It was weird because it, it happened, and it was obvious the team was concerned. Um, you know, almost the whole team kind of walked, helped walk with him to the locker room. It felt like, um, and you were like, okay, there might be a little bit of a deflation because Lively's been so important to this team, as even as a 19-year-old rookie. And the Mavericks increased their lead um, after that moment. They played, they played well to close out the third quarter. They got their highest lead of the game, 20-point lead. Uh, entering the fourth and then uh, the fourth would just it just all unraveled just all the bad habits that the Mavericks do over the last few years with like really heavy Luka ball not enough movement role players not stepping up and making shots um yeah you know, Grant Williams had some good looks in the fourth but man he he missed a corner three late uh that was oh he he pump faked got himself an open uh, sidestep three in the corner and my goodness, like that, it had that shot had no no prayer and no chance. Um, it barely grazed the iron off the side of the rim, so that was really disappointing to see. But again, what was nice is, hey, you have a co-star in Kyrie Irving. This is why you trade for him because you get someone else that can make these big time shots and and is reliable. And Irving was pretty good all game. Of course, like everyone else in the Mavericks, he did not have a good fourth quarter. Um, but hey, he made the shot when it counted um it was a really weird game overall the mavericks shot uh 50 three-pointers so 50 of their 96 shots were three-pointers so they actually shot pretty poorly overall they were 30 uh right a little over 39 percent for the game 32 percent from three um lakers outshoot them from both the field um and from three lakers 46 percent from the field 38 percent from three um, but because math is awesome and we all love math and three is greater than two, um, the Mavericks made five more three pointers than the Lakers because they took so many more. Um, and that they were plus 15 at the three point line in a three point game. That's, that's how they won. And that's kind of the formula the Mavericks follow. They make their threes. Um, the Lakers guarded the Mavericks really. I, I was, it was a little bizarre for me. Uh, watching how the Lakers were guarding the Mavericks through the first three quarters and really through the fourth quarter, it felt like um, they were giving the Mavericks open threes, um, which is bizarre because you, you know, when you think about basketball in today's game, the two most efficient shots on the floor are anything at the rim and then a corner three. And the Lakers were just daring Luca to make passes to the weak side corner all night. And it was like, it was like, I don't know if you've watched Luca for the last four years, but he loves making that pass and he makes it in his sleep. Um, like, I just don't understand what they were thinking there. Um, maybe they were just hoping for a cold shooting night 
for Mavericks role players, but I mean, you give these guys enough corner threes, they're going to make them. I mean, obviously the fourth quarter didn't go well and Grant missed his, but he made a couple in the first three quarters. Derek Jones Jr. was two of four. Um, Josh Green was three of six. He was really great uh, playing in the corners. Uh, he had a really good, nice bounce back game overall, 15, 15 points. Uh, Rosarly didn't play in the fourth quarter, which is, we can get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, like the, the Lakers just, it was weird. They were like walling off the paint during the Mavericks to beat daring Luca to beat them over the top to the corner three, kind of thinking that their length maybe would make up for it. But if you've watched Luca in the last four years, you know, he's going to beat that all day, no matter what, uh, no matter what your personnel is. So, and the Mavericks aren't a team that like to get to the rim that much anyway. Um, they don't shoot a lot of shots at the rim. They like to pass out for threes. So the way that they were walling off the paint and opening up the corner three was just really, really bizarre. Um, not sure why they did that. I mean, they almost got proven right, like bad process, good result in the fourth quarter because the Mavericks went so cold uh, from the field. But um, in the end, it, it just wasn't enough. They were able to overcome it. Um, like in the fourth quarter, the Mavericks had missed two pretty good looks from the corners, from each corner, one on the right, one on the left. You know, you make one of those, it's it's maybe not as tight of a game down the in the, in the final few seconds. So, yeah, weird game. Uh, the Mavericks basically didn't make a shot in the fourth quarter till like uh, under the five minute mark. It felt like um, so again, just just really bizarre way to end the game. Um, kind of, I guess we've talked about. We, we now we need to talk about you know some other good things that I saw. Um, Rashawn Holmes is obviously, besides Kyrie making the game winning three, he's going to be the story. Um, before Derek Lively got hurt, Dwight Powell was exercised from the rotation and Holmes was the first big off the bench and he made a difference. He had a nice block in the first half. He had 10 rebounds. He had three offensive rebounds and the Mavericks have been basically lively has been the only source of offensive rebounding for this team. Um, so Holmes coming off the bench, lively and Holmes combined for seven offensive rebounds, uh, alone. Um, so that's a lot. You consider how big the Lakers are. The fact that the Mavericks had 11 offensive rebounds, you know, against Anthony Davis, uh, against Rui Hachimura, against Christian Wood, uh, against Jackson Hayes. Like they play some pretty big bodies, even if they don't always play traditional center with, you know, since they have Anthony Davis. So that was a really good job by the Mavericks. I thought Holmes gave them a nice look. Defensively, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. I think the rebounding was good. But what's funny about Holmes is for his career, at least lately, I think earlier in his career, he might've been a better defender, I think, but kind of the last few years before um, he mostly in Sacramento before last season, when he got sent to the bench, he really was kind of playing the Powell role in terms of a really good offensive pick and roll big that didn't necessarily back it up as a rim defender uh, on the other end of the floor. Um, Good rebounder, but not necessarily a, uh, a consistent rim defender, which was why it was really nice to see him have that block in the first half and, you know, generally just make some plays. And, you know, I I understand, you know, I talked last time and on Twitter about maybe ascribing, uh, prescribing too much of the Mavericks woes to Dwight Powell. I've gotten a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, suck it. See, Powell does suck. You were wrong. And I, and I was trying to tell people I wasn't defending Powell's play. He didn't play well against the Kings. I was just trying to say he only played 13 minutes um, and you got to 
look at some other high minute players for the cause of your bad defense before you start getting to your backups, I think. Um, so, uh, so even having said all that, you know, it was good to see the, the, the coaching staff try something different because even if Holmes isn't a great defender, it's not like you're losing anything. I think going from, from Powell to Holmes, because like I said, Holmes is a pretty decent pick and roll big. He didn't get a ton of opportunities, uh, tonight to show it but uh the offensive rebounding the rebounding was nice so if the worst thing holmes is for the mavericks is like a facsimile of dwight powell but can rebound the mavericks will probably take that coming off the bench because uh, they could use all the rebounding they can get right now um other other notable you know big game besides besides the stars josh green bouncing back uh i mean he uh, he kind of bounced back against the kings a little bit um, and then now had 15 points bizarrely had 22 minutes. And I think that's probably like, if we're thinking about something concerning about this fourth quarter, it's really twofold. It's one that the team kind of regressed to the heavy Luca ball, uh, that didn't seem to have a plan. Didn't seem to know how to adjust to a more aggressive defense. Um, that's the kind of stuff that lost them clutch games last season. They were able to get past it tonight, but that's not a formula you want to repeat. So that's worry, you know, number one, if you want to take some some bad signs coming out of this game despite the win. Number two is I'm not really, you know, if you're not a huge fan of Jason Kidd, that fourth quarter uh, did nothing for you. Um, that was a weird fourth quarter. Uh, Kidd basically didn't call any timeouts during that run. Again, the Mavericks entered the fourth quarter with a 20-point lead. I believe the Kings, or sorry, the Lakers went on a 12-2 run to get it to 10. No timeout. Went on another run to get it, to take the lead. And we really didn't see timeouts until maybe like the final three, two or three minutes of the fourth quarter where the first eight or so minutes of the fourth quarter, the Lakers were on this huge run and the Mavericks weren't making shots. It was really bizarre to not see a timeout there. Uh, especially when the Mavericks have been great on out of timeout plays uh, all season. Like they've really done a good job at scoring out of timeouts this season, especially it was such a weakness for them last season. So it was very bizarre that they, they couldn't buy a bucket and the Lakers are making this huge comeback. Why not call a timeout and, and go to one of your good out of timeout plays, get a score and try to kind of stabilize the game a little bit. Cause they've been so good on out of timeout plays. Like, you know, maybe cool the Lakers off a bit and get yourself going because they were just struggling to do anything in the half court in the fourth. So that was weird. Um, you know, Jason Kidd critics. I know Kirk. Kirk was fired up to go in on Jason Kidd about this game. So so maybe we'll have to wait till the Clippers game to kind of get his his delayed thoughts on on kids coaching in the fourth quarter or lack thereof. But those are probably the two biggest concerns other than the lively injury. But as we've said, reporting is coming out uh, post-game now that it looks like lively is going to be okay, perhaps avoided any serious injuries. We don't know. uh, I don't think we know right now uh, his status for the game against the Clippers, but but we'll see. Um, But talking about the fourth quarter, yeah, you know, not only did no timeouts, no helping, um, you know, the the offense there with an out-of-timeout play. no Josh Green in the fourth quarter for the most part. And that's bizarre. Like, what does he have to do to to close a fourth quarter? Uh, I understand his def- – you know, I think it really comes back to the defensive trust. I know 
Tim Hardaway closing the fourth doesn't make much sense either because he's been a disaster on defense so far this season. But for whatever reason, Josh Green has not earned kids' trust, and I think a lot of it stems from the defensive end, which, again, seems hypocritical when you consider how much he trusts Tim Hardaway Jr., but um, that's just kind of how it is. And and I think Green is maybe behind the eight ball, and I think the best way for him to stay on the floor in, in crunch time is he needs to continually get better on the defensive end because I really think that's the only way kid is going to throw him back out there. Again, with the qualifier that it is weird that he trusts Hardaway in those situations um, when Hardaway has not been a quality defender so far this season. So probably just trusting a vet in that case, but we'll see um, at, at the very least just seeing green make some shots play well. At least that's something, even if he, if he didn't uh, get on the floor in the fourth. So you take what Josh did, you take what Washon Holmes did, especially now that he might be your starter on Saturday, if Lively misses any time, that's a nice development. Um, and we'll see. The Clippers are weird. Um, the Mavericks obviously blew them off before last time they played. They haven't looked great in, to- in total with James Harden, but they the last like three or four games, they're kind of slowly getting better, and Harden is slowly getting himself back into shape. It should be a much more difficult game on Saturday. Um, so the Mavericks will need to look at this fourth quarter try to make adjustments where they can see where they went wrong, then flush it and go to uh, come right back to the, to the crypto.com arena uh, in LA and, and play a Clippers team that is, that is desperate for wins after the hole they've dug themselves in after the, the James Harden trade. So I've been talking about 20 minutes. Um, I think it's probably uh you know, let me take a look at some 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 comments here. If you're if you're not listening to this live, um, you know, join us on these on these podcasts. We record every post game uh, pod we record is live. You know, it's great to have you. We we try to read the comments throughout the show to try to get to listener questions uh, as much as we can. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're listening to this on the audio only feed the next day, so you know, join us for these live shows. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Christopher asked, do you think Holmes is going to take Powell's minutes going forward? It's one game, so it's hard to say. And if Lively doesn't is out for a game or a game or two, um, then obviously he's going to play. Uh, but Powell's still going to play too because Maxi Kleba has not returned from that dislocated toe. When the team's fully healthy, we'll see. The Lakers are a big team. We'll see if Kid leans on matchups. Maybe he thinks Powell makes more sense against certain teams than Holmes does, but at the very least they've kind of broke the seal on playing Holmes in non-garbage time. So I think we can expect more opportunities from Holmes going forward. I wouldn't necessarily say we've seen the last of Dwight Powell. I will never say that ever. As long as he has a contract with the Dallas Mavericks, we'll never have seen the last of Dwight Powell uh, for both good and bad reasons. So uh, we'll see. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to be curious. I think the fan base reactions to this is going to be weird um, because it really was, it really was not uh, a great fourth quarter. And I, and I know the fans are going to be mad about that, but also there's going to be fans that are like glass half full and you take the wins where you can get them. Um, I know that we are on, uh, this is not going to be helpful for your audio only listeners. But I am going to try to show 
aggressive defensive team, and right now the Lakers. Never mind. We're not going to do that. Um, I was going to try to show the LeBron James three, but like I just want to emphasize, um, the LeBron's two possessions down the at the end of this game. I'm going to be thinking about those all night. I almost we're a Mavericks blog, but I almost wanted to post about it. That three pointer he took. Uh, when they finally got the lead and they're up to was just outrageous. Uh, and then the turnover was almost worse. Um, so really the Maverick and they missed, I think four. LeBron missed two free throws. Jackson Hayes missed two free throws. I mean, really these two teams were trying to give this game away. It was really that type of game. So uh, if you're, you, you know, as a fan of the, if you're a fan of the team, um, be happy uh, that, that the Mavericks got the win. This game is like the perfect example of, the variance and the luck that can be involved in winning a clutch game. I remember myself and Kirk were talking last season, even when the Mavericks were losing all those clutch games, we were like, you know, this team obviously has huge, huge structural issues, but even with those, you expect to win a few more clutch games when you play so many, like losing 29 out of 55 clutch games. That's a lot of losses for what is you know, what can be kind of a coin flip, especially toward the end of the season where it felt like they were losing just about every single clutch game. Um, and this is that, you know, this is it. Coin flip the other way for this game. LeBron made two brain dead plays in the final minute. Um, and the Mavericks got the win. So I think that's going to do it. I know I didn't do all the the cool stuff in the middle um, talking to uh, about subscribing. So I'll do it right now. Um if you're listening live, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, it helps a lot. We're trying to grow that thing. Uh, Kirk is putting a lot of work into growing it. Um, he really is committed to making it a thing. Um, and I, you know, I, I think it's a good time. You, you'll always be notified for when we go live. Uh, you can hop in the comments and we'll do our best to, to answer reader comments as we're going or listener comments. So, so, you know, all of your support is great. If you don't want to subscribe to YouTube, well, subscribe to YouTube. You, you want to subscribe to YouTube, but also subscribe uh, to the audio feed. You know, we post this, you know, usually right afterwards, maybe overnight. Uh, if you just don't prefer looking at something, if you need something in the car or you want to listen to something, you know, we've still got the audio only feed going. So we appreciate all your support, especially with, you know, <laughs> this this time of the year uh, with Kirk uh, taking care of a new, helping his his wife take care of their newborn. Uh, myself, I've got a two and a half year old uh, that is transitioning from crib to bed, uh, so that's been a lot of fun. So uh, we're we're pretty busy at night, and that's when these Mavs games are. So uh, we appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the listeners that come in. Just a preemptive apologies for if we ever start late. If we start late, um, it is a hundred percent we are dealing with a baby. Uh, one of us is so uh, we will we try to go live as quickly as we can after games but you know life is going to be real life so what are you going to do so I think that's going to do it I can't believe I talked for 25 minutes straight without taking a break I need to get a glass of water um, and I need to go to bed uh, everyone uh, if you celebrate enjoy uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday if you're listening to this uh, hope this podcast um, if you uh, have undesirable uh, family interactions tomorrow. We hope that this podcast is a little distraction for you to kind of maybe take a break outside and, and listen to something. Or if you need something to listen to while you're driving, if you're making a long road trip to see family or friends, or you're getting on a plane, whatever you're doing uh, this time off, if, if you guys are, are off for the holiday, um, 
you know, hope we can, we can help, uh, help pass the time for y'all. So thanks again, reading all the comments. You guys are the best. Um, thank you so much. We always appreciate the support. So again, this is pod Maverick after dark, uh, Mavericks defeat the Los Angeles Lakers. 104 to 101 on a Kyrie Irving game-winning three-pointer, eerily mirroring mirroring uh, Maxi Kleba's game-winning three-pointer last season earlier in the year. Um, this was crazy. This was fun. Yeah, this is why we do this for the fun games. This was a fun game, even if I think uh, 95% of the people that watched it lost lost most of their hair uh, by pulling it out. But Mavericks win. We'll be back Saturday. Another late night uh, since it's another West Coast game against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, hopefully it'll be myself and Kirk. You're listening to Pod Maverick. We'll talk to you guys after the Clippers game. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.